Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. American Glutton Podcast has a Patreon. Do you hate commercials? Well, we've got a Patreon. Do you want bonus episodes? That's on the Patreon. Do you want to hang out and chat in our Discord channel? That's part of the Patreon, too. We even have an option where you can leave me voicemails. All on the Patreon. So check it out today. Patreon.com slash American Glutton. We have a Patreon. Hi. I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. I hate to ask you to do anything, but if you're enjoying this show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, rate, review, all of the above on whatever app you're getting it from. American Glutton is brought to you by Trifecta. The biggest factor in weight loss for me has been knowing ahead of time what I'm going to eat and having it ready when I need it. Trifecta meal deliveries have made this completely effortless for me and have been a total game changer in both diet and maintenance. Go to www.trifectanutrition.com slash American Glutton to make your life and physical goals a whole lot easier. Today on American Glutton, I'm talking to Jeremy and Jordan Allen, also known as the Plant-Based Twins. They are here to talk about how they cured their ailing health through a plant-based lifestyle and their initiative called All Love No Beef. You can find them on Instagram at All Love No Beef. Stay tuned after the episode for this week's follow-up with Mike Pena. Jeremy and Jordan, the plant-based twins, welcome to the American Glutton Podcast. Thank you for having us. Pleasure, pleasure to be here. Yes, thank you so much, man. This is a blessing. So you guys worked with my producer, Paige, and you shot a commercial with her. And she was telling me all about you. And it's just such a fascinating story. I'd love to I'd love to hear what you guys experienced. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was it was such an awesome experience working with Paige, and she told us a lot about you and the podcast, and we were like, wow, this would be an awesome opportunity to connect with someone that's like-minded and also just looking to, to spread hope, so that we're happy to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for doing it. Yeah, of and to piggyback off of, off of Jordan, like, like he said, Paige, she was awesome to work with on set, and she was like, hey, you know, before you guys get too busy, I just want you guys to know about this podcast, awesome opportunity and the message that you all are spreading with health and just kind of telling people stories and giving people the platform. So, yeah, this is this is a great opportunity. And let me know if, I, if we're answering your questions as well. For sure. Um, where did you guys grow up? Yeah, so we grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. So uh, raised by a single mom in the a food desert in Cleveland, Ohio. We grew up in the hood. It wasn't a lot of uh, healthy resources around. We went to a lot of convenience stores, fast food restaurants, liquor stores to kind of get our food and get our nutrition, quote unquote. But <laughs> my mom, she did the best that she can. She's an amazing mother she raised us to be incredible men but um we were just in a food desert we we didn't have access to to the healthy resources that we needed i i think about this a lot now i my experience was very different because i was being put on specific diets from a very very young age so i was wow. being told like this is unhealthy and this is healthy. And I was being, you know, inundated with this information, but then I was being rewarded with unhealthy food. Like if I stuck to my diet all week, then, you know, and I was always cheating on my diet. So if, <laughs> if my mom thought I stuck to my diet all week and ate the like the food that for a kid, I was like, I go to my friend's house and they have sugar cereal and, right. and we're eating, you know, cardboard that calls itself <laughs> cereal at our house and nothing tastes good. And now come Saturday, you're going to reward me with a trip through the drive through. So my experience is totally different, but I often think and wonder about people who are raised eating processed food who all, if that's all, you know, is there, um, as a kid, if nobody's talking to you about quote unquote health or nutrients or things like that, is that even a, a, a consideration? Is that a thought that's happening? Yeah, it, that's, that's super interesting. How we, how we had two completely different upbringings. That's super interesting, but I would to answer your question. I would say, no, I mean, no one was talking about health. I remember one of the first classes to be cut when uh, I guess budgets were were cut in the city of Cleveland was was health classes. So we weren't taught about nutrition. We weren't taught about sexual education or anything related to health. So I, uh, we we crave those processed foods every single day. It was something processed. If it was, I mean, every single day, my mom would leave a ten dollar bill on the table. Jeremy would get five and I would get five and it was go spend it how you want. We come home from school, we get our $5 and we're running to the corner store, running to the processed foods. I mean, from nothing but French fries. And in Cleveland, we have something called a, a Polish boy. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it's a, a beef Polish hot dog with French fries on top of it with coleslaw on top of that. I got to tell you, it sounds delicious. It sounds incredible. It, <laughs> oh, no, it, 
it is incredible. It's a it's a Cleveland staple. But that being said, the the processed foods were inevitable. It was in your face. And yeah. as far as the nutrition, it wasn't being there's no marketing for nutrition in these communities. There's nothing, there's no branding for it. You don't see any examples for health. So you kind of just eat what you're a product of your environment. You just do what you see other people doing. And growing up in the Cleveland public school system that we grew up in, we ate like a lot of just burnt burgers, burnt, uh, just pan fried pizzas, French fries, just a bunch of stuff that was quick processed and, they didn't put any emphasis on like, hey, maybe you guys should eat your apples or eat your oranges or anything like that. Right. They were kind of pouring dairy and meat <laughs> down our throats every single day. And then we would go into food comas when we would go back into class and we weren't productive. And there was a lot of, you know, poor mental health in the school systems as well. So, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, I think about a lot of the, um, you know, a lot of little kids are put on medications for behavioral stuff. And I do wonder, honestly, if some of that um, could be treated with what they're putting into their bodies. You know what I mean? Like I, I know um, when uh, my youngest, I would go and visit her school and I'd be like, you're serving them Taco Bell for lunch. Like I, I never had Taco Bell in my school. So there's a little bit of me that's like jealous Taco Bell and Pizza Hut in school. And then I'm like, I don't want, how do you, like, I know now if I eat something like that, I I can't do much else after that for the rest of the day. So how do you expect a kid to eat that and then go study? So I would pack her lunches, but I I think that that's a very rare thing. Um, to have happen and then to top it all off you have physical education which is a whole period where all you're being made to do is like run or do sports i I don't think there's a huge amount of like quote-unquote education happening zero absolutely zero (laughs) when it it comes to nutrition or information or education it's like hey kick this kickball and run to second first second and third base and also play if you want to play you also, right. you also don't have to play. So there are so many prob- problems with that. And also to go back to what you said as far as uh, dealing with kids and what they eat, it's amazing. You want these kids to perform at an optimum level, but you're giving them poor food. So it's just like one plus one equals two. It's like, how are you going to get there if you're giving them poor, poor foods, you know, and also zero choices. Right. Like, chicken nuggets and french fries and that is the only option yeah yeah nothing is green nothing is fresh yeah Um, yeah i I, I learned recently oh sorry go ahead no 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 you 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 go oh no something that i learned recently a couple years ago that has always stuck with me is you just want your plate to be as colorful as possible so now i think about that whenever i'm eating it's like okay how can i add some color to this plate when i think about what i was eating uh, when I was in school, the plate was beige. The plate was brown. It was because these chicken nuggets and these French fries, or there was no greens on that plate at all. Yeah, yeah. I, and 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 look, I know you guys are plant based, and and I think that's fantastic. I personally do consume meat, but like when I go to the store, I want one ingredient in my food. If I'm going to eat something, I just want it to be that thing. You know what I mean? If I'm going to eat rice, I want rice. If I'm going to eat a salad, I want it to be lettuce, you know, of its component parts. When we're talking about chicken nuggets, 
and, you know, burgers served at fast food places. There's a ton of ingredients in there. Oh, man. You know? <laughs> yep. And even with like the, the plant-based stuff, it's a ton of ingredients and it's not like it's all like the purest form. So the this thing that Jordan and I try to do is like we we try to eat whole foods. We try to stick to foods that we can actually get out the garden and then consume. Because the closer you are to the garden, the closer you are to actually getting that medicine and that healing that you need. So that kind of speaks to, to our story as far as why we even... Um, learned about all of the the plant-based nutrition and vegetables and stuff is because we needed the healing. We needed the the medicine from the food to help us reverse our disease and the, the stuff that we've dealt with in our life and to help other people reverse their diseases and sickness. So there's a, there's a lot of benefits from going straight to the garden and staying away from all the stuff that's kind of mixed in all that stuff that you can't pronounce. That's the, that's the scary stuff. Right. Yes, exactly. You can find, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure I could be wrong. Like Oreos might have, you know, um, gelatin in them and they wouldn't be plant based if they do. But whatever it is, you can find lots of vegetarian stuff that's still loaded with garbage. Oh, my God. You know? So I had a buddy who um, in Los Angeles, he went uh, vegan and he lost a bunch of weight and then he kind of stalled and he wasn't losing weight anymore. And he was like, what am I doing wrong? And I was like, well, what exactly are you eating? And he was eating at basically a vegetarian fast food restaurant and having a lot of cashew ice cream. And like, that was what he ate mostly. And I was like, well, you know, that's not really that much better. Like right. I, maybe morally it's better if you don't want to eat animals. Fine. I understand that. But like, there there's more to it than just like, you know, I'm cutting out one thing from my diet, but I'm going to eat all the processed garbage from this other category. It's yeah. Terrible. I, I think a lot of people don't, I think a lot of people don't pay enough attention to the amount of saturated fats that are in the food that they're consuming. And I'm, you mentioned that we're plant-based and you are, I do just want to let you know that, um, we aren't like one of those, like, you have to be vegan kind of people. You please don't eat meat. Like, no, I'm all about people eating what's best for them. Uh, we just eat plant-based because we had an autoimmune disease called alopecia that caused us to lose our hair and stuff like that. Maybe we can dive into that later. I'm not sure where this is going, but that is the reason why we decided to go vegan. But uh, so we, we try to educate our community on ways to reverse different autoimmune diseases and disease period versus go vegan, don't eat meat and things like that. That's not our message at all. No. And, and I, and I don't want to, I'm, I'm so supportive of anything that works for anybody. Like I really, really am. I think it's awesome what you guys have accomplished, but, but to that point, you're in this situation where you're, you're, you have limited resources, your kids, you got five bucks a day to figure it out. Look, if I'm given five bucks a day and I've, and I'm a kid and I don't have a car, I don't have access to like get myself far away to like find something. And I'm walking to the corner store to get food. It's going to be processed. Like there's no, there's no way around that. I can't figure out unless you live on a farm, right. And you're like, five bucks, go pick some vegetables out back. Like, okay. But that's probably, um, if you think about the, how big our country is, it's a very small percentage of people that are doing that. Um, what was it? You mentioned alopecia. What was it that 
made you go like, I'm going to look at what I'm eating as a, a partial cause or an entire cause to the situation? Yeah, I can uh, start the answer to that and allow Jeremy to tag along. But just to paint a picture for you as well about the, the past, us as kids, just to give you a, a vivid image, it's $5 a day for these two guys that are in the, the hood of inner city Cleveland. Around the age of 14, 15, we moved to like the suburbs and things changed and health was more of an initiative. So things did eventually change. But around that time, we're walking through uh, gang-ridden environments. There's bloods over here, crips over here, there's liquor stores here. And everyone around us are also eating burgers, processed foods. And these are the people that we have to look up to as well. So we aren't going to be the guys that are like, hey, let's figure out a way to get a salad or something when all of the guys on our corner right here that we look up to at that time. I don't know why we were looking up to those guys, but at that time we were. They're eating the, the Polish boys and the burgers and things like that. But I just wanted to paint a picture before moving forward. Around the age of 20, around the age of 24, uh, I was, dealing with, I was dealing with alopecia severely at that time. And I had been dealing with alopecia my entire life. Like every two years, it would go away and come back. The patches would get bigger. The patches would get smaller. The and alopecia, grass. just in case anybody doesn't know, it's total hair loss, right? It's hair loss from everywhere. Yeah, so it's an autoimmune disease that causes hair loss. Uh, and you, you are correct. You can lose it on your face. You can lose it. And pr private areas, you can lose the hair on your head, but it usually starts off with patches and it'll be like perfect patches, like perfect circular patches. Okay. And mine started off with just a circle in the back of my head and my mom thought it was ringworm. And she was like, oh, we got to get you checked out when we're applying all of these, uh, these different medicines and lotions and things of that nature and oils to get it to grow back. And it's just not growing back, not growing back. And then I'm going to my barber and he's like, oh, you're stressing Stop stressing. So for years, I'm thinking it's due to stress. And I was like, okay. Which, by the way, what a great thing to tell somebody who's stressed out. Stop stressing. Stop stressing. <laughs> like, like I, I think like yesterday, I said to my wife, like I was stressed out about something. And she was just like, okay, you got to stop. And I was like, this is not helping. It's that like the worst helped. thing to do, right? That doesn't help at all. So no, and this this went on for years. And I'm thinking, I'm just thinking like, wow, I've been stressed out since I was eight years old, I guess. Like, I just can't get over the stress, you know? So finally, I was like, okay, I don't think this is due to stress. I'm uh, 21 years old, 22 years old. I'm graduating from college. Jeremy and I have, we uh, planned it all out. We're moving to San Diego the day after we graduate from college from Cleveland. So this is like a big win. We're going to California, sunny San Diego, no stress, just pure excitement. <laughs> Not even good stress, just no stress at all. We're just happy. And I wake up the morning of my graduation, again, no stress, patch, patch in my head. I'm like, this is not due to stress. So just to paint another picture for you, during graduation, everyone has to throw off their uh, caps into the air. I'm like hanging on to my cap tight. Everyone's like, oh, I want you to throw off your cap. And I'm like, well, I got a patch in my head or for all other reasons. Uh, but so it was just like super embarrassing. All of my pictures with everyone, I'm just the one with the cap on. But uh, <laughs> And then it led to uh, San Diego. I was in San Diego and I was like, wow, like I don't want to deal with this. And you know, California, everyone's very health conscious. So you hear about all of these different diets and fads. So I heard about plant-based eating and I watched the documentary, What the Health and Forks Over Knives and things like that. 
And I was like, wow, autoimmune diseases can be reversed with plant-based eating. So I was like, hey, I'm gonna just give it a try. And I tried it for two weeks and two weeks it all grew back. Like, wow. so and then it led to me telling my brother about it and he, he can pick, piggyback from here. Yeah, and 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 just uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I have friends with alopecia, and they've all been to. Uh, it's really one guy. He's been to every specialist under the sun, and and has been told um, resoundingly there is no treatment for it. Yep. That's they they told <laughs> the exact same thing when oh. I was dermatologist, and I wasn't looking at it in the sense of like, oh, my brother had alopecia. Um, and he reversed it with plant-based, I can do the same thing. I was like, that was total fluke. Like he's just somehow his hair grew back. Right. Thank God. But I was like, uh, I don't know. I love my Southern food. I love this. I love that. I'm not going plant-based until, uh, again, I got alopecia around the age of maybe 25 or so. And, um, I, I, I was in, I was actually getting ready for church and my wife, she's behind me and she's like, Hey, you got a patch in the back of your head. The barber got you back there. And I was like, uh, nah, my barber wouldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> we, got a, we got a trusting relationship. He wouldn't do that to me. And then she was like, no, he got you. So then I go back to my barber. I was like, Hey, it looks like I got a patch. And then he's like, Oh, I think you might have alopecia. You need to stop stressing. He told me the exact same thing. <laughs> I was like, all right. So I guess I stress a lot too. <laughs> so, I mean, I wonder if we could stress away like type two diabetes or type right. diabetes, you know what I mean? Like just meditate on it. But then I, I got to thinking about it. Um, I kind of understand the stress and what they mean because I think we're putting our bodies through stress based sure. on the food that we're putting inside of it. And not necessarily, it doesn't always have to be environmental stress, but it could be, you know, the state of your body. It's stressed out due to it's trying to digest all of these foods that our bodies can handle, you know? So that being said, um, I was able to reverse my alopecia by going plant-based. I went to the dermatologist a few different times. They pricked me and I, it was a bloodbath. I had blood everywhere. They pricked me everywhere. And they said, Hey, there's no cure. You just got to keep coming back and trusting in us. And I said, no, I'm, <laughs> that's, that's not And shout out to them. They do their work great for them, but I, I trusted in the plants and it, it helped me it reverse my disease and it reversed Jordan disease. Yeah. But it was a, it was an interesting process for Jeremy uh, because I was pushing him to go plant-based and he, and he wouldn't do it. Right. Yeah. And no, then I, he, I was not going to do it again. I, I grew up eating fried chicken. I love that. Like yeah. I'm not going plant-based. Um, but then I, Jordan, honestly, it took certain products like the, the beyond meat, impossible meat, the, it, those um, products helped me just kind of transition. Yeah. And then I kind of weeded off of that more and just went more whole food plant-based. And then that's what got me into eating kale and eating spinach and eating those avocado and just superfoods. And I was like, wow, this stuff is, it's not that bad. Although, you know, I, I had this stigma and thought about it growing up. I was like, nah, I, I would never go that direction, but now I, I love it. I, I've also been pescatarian before my, my freshman year of college, I was pescatarian for a, a whole year. You know, everyone gains a freshman 15. I think I, I lost 20 pounds or so just right. eating tilapia and brown rice. So I've experimented with different diets and different ways of eating. So going plant-based wasn't the hardest thing 
for me, it, it was definitely a challenge at the time because I was new to San Diego. All this great, delicious, you got Korean style food, you got this style of food. I was like, yeah. no, I'm not going plant-based. But here we are. I'm plant-based and I'm loving it. And it's all love, no beef. Okay, so now here's here's my question. Uh, you know, I am uh, loath to put forward solutions to people that where it's like, you got to have a lot of money, right? Because I think that's unfair. I think there are many solutions that are not necessarily more expensive. In If you could go back to your childhood, how do you navigate that plant-based? How do you navigate that through the lens of health? Like, is it possible? That's a great question. I, I actually love that question. Uh, I'm gonna think about it, Jordan. You can you can go. Yeah, uh, and, and and I know it's difficult because like you got access to the corner store, um, but you know, I think even now most corner stores have some bananas or have some right. apples, have some stuff like that. I've even seen, you know, at at uh, the gas station, we'll have like celery sticks and carrot sticks. That's not that's not enough to survive on necessarily, but like. I want I want to I want people to be able to to have solutions where it's like anybody can do this. You know, right. and I, I do believe that that's true. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think that- uh, I, I want to I just want to say that I, I agree with you. Their corner stores are now starting to carry apples and bananas and oranges. Uh, I will say that that wasn't the case back back then, right. or at least. I don't remember seeing any, any fruits and vegetables in the corner store. It's funny now because I, I live in Brooklyn now and just going out in the streets, every single deli and bodega has fruits and vegetables. I'm like, wow, this is this is awesome. A, if they're carrying it, it means that there's probably a demand for it. Yeah. And B, it's awesome because some of these areas you can refer to them as food deserts or uh the hood or whatever you want to call it, but they, they still do carry fruit, fruits and vegetables. So uh, to answer your question, I do think that is very, I do think that it's possible. I do, I do think that it is a bit inconvenient for mm-hmm. the Clevelands of the world and like Kansas City, Detroit, maybe places like that where it's not as busy as places like Brooklyn and LA and things like that. So I do think that it's possible. And I do think that it's possible to do it cheaply as well. One thing uh, one person that I do like to get some financial advice from is Dave Ramsey. And one thing that he pushes is the rice and bean diet. Right. Get ri- rice and beans for $2 from the store. And based on our, our $5 that we had, we would have $3 left over for Airheads and Mike and Ike. So. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, yeah, the, that rice and beans, you buy a, a bag of rice and a bag of beans, you got meals for a week. Yep. Multiple meals. That's yeah. So true. But to go off, off of your point, um, I I think that even if it's available, that's not going to drive demand. Like I take I think about myself at a younger age, like even if I had if it was a whole just line of bananas and kale and this, I wouldn't be like, oh, great. Let me like take this with me because I the, the education isn't there. It's yeah, the marketing isn't there. The branding like when I walk down the street in San Diego, it's like try this fresh juice, acai bowl, do this. Like you walk through certain neighborhoods in Cleveland, it's going to say, you know, eat this pig or eat this or, you know, it's not like advertising a a healthier lifestyle, if you will. So I do think that the community, the environment plays a a huge part in it. And then 
you know, if we look at technology nowadays, everyone's on TikTok. So it that does change things when you actually do have the education at your fingertips. If you can, you know, scroll through and you see a reel about making this new vegan meal or buying this new plant-based product or whatever it may be, it doesn't have to be vegan, health product. And like that's at your fingertips now, even for younger kids, they might see something where it's like, oh, I can freeze bananas and make ice cream now. I didn't know that, but TikTok taught me. So more so saying that the platforms are available now that that may have been able to help if I was younger, when I was younger. Yeah, I I do. I get, um, you know, I think that uh, the pandemic was a bit of a setback for people who had just begun whatever, if they were starting to think about health, I know it was difficult for me and I'd been in it for years and I'd been in the, in the trenches of like, what should I eat? How much should I exercise to, to keep my body right? Um, and then the pandemic comes and suddenly it's like uh, everybody's encouraged to order food off Uber Eats. And the only restaurants that are really staying open are fast food restaurants because there's so okay. much regulation on on and, and mandates on other restaurants that they just can't stay open. And so suddenly it's like, yeah, order Uber Eats and you get McDonald's or you get Jack in the Box or you get Del Taco or pick your fast food. That's what's available now. And um, I go like that is really tough. Um, so I think that was a setback because I do think to your point, like health um people are talking about health more broadly now, right? Like there's a big discussion, whereas it used to be a book comes out and a a guy reads the book and then tells somebody else about the book. And that's like one to one. And now it's like somebody could jump on any social media platform and blast out information about this book to a million people, which is incredible. Um, Like you guys can talk about your story and spread it far and wide and have a big impact, especially if somebody can relate to you and go like, that's how I'm growing up. And right. I don't feel great. And maybe it's got something to do with how I'm eating. Mm-hmm. I think you made some some great points uh, as far as uh, COVID and the pandemic. I think that it also I think that it woke a lot of people up where people are like, wow, I need to take control of my immune system. I need to make sure that it's strong. And I think that it did force people to start to use Google or to start to actually do some research into what they're actually putting into their body. So there were definitely some drawbacks to, to the pandemic and everything, but there could have been there could have been some some positives to it as well. But it, it is super interesting. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, when they're giving just even the raw data on the mortality rate and all of that. And they're talking about comorbidities and like, well, the number one most prevalent comorbidity is obesity. And so, you know, it does, it does kind of make me go like, what are we doing here? If the, the higher ups aren't saying like, Hey, you know, you could eat healthier and, and it's all kind of, it's just kind of um, oddly presented, like it's presented as though here's this healthy option because it's good for climate change. And I'm like, maybe so, but I don't know that you're going to win over people in food deserts with the idea of climate change. You might win them over by talking about they'll feel better and they'll not get as sick. And you know what I mean? Like, I'm just thinking in really pragmatic terms here. How do you win people over to this? 
I think yeah. that people in food desert communities, black and brown communities, we tend to move off of feelings. Like if you tell people like, like it's emotions, it's like tell people you're going to feel better and they move based off a of taste. So it's taste. like, hey, it's going to taste better. It's going to make you feel better. Not really the climate change. Like you said, that's not, unfortunately, that's not going to make people say, oh, like, let me go, go do this. So <laughs> well, one thing that Jordan and I always talk about is, hey, how do you make we always have this question and like vision of like, how do you make plants popular? Like, how do you make it a popular decision? And I could be wrong with this, but one thing that I've always said is someone who I like and look up to is LeBron James. He's from Cleveland, Ohio guy. I'm from Cleveland. And I was like, what if LeBron James used his platform to talk about health and not just promote, you know, the ruffles and stuff like that, but promote like real, like healthy products. I don't know how he'll make money from that, but still like use the platform to do that. I couldn't even imagine how many people in food desert communities would listen to a LeBron James or some type of rapper or whomever it is, talk about health and use their platform to actually push that message. It's just the fact that there's, there's no money in it. So people aren't right. doing it, so. Well, the, the last person to this point that I, that I can remember, and you know, I, I know people have done it and people have talked about it, but I think in the way you're talking about from a really big platform, the last person to really do it was Michelle Obama. Yes. She was, she was really into getting kids healthy and that's like, it, it, it didn't make her any money. It's not, it's not about that. It's about like, what are we doing here? We got kids with type two diabetes. This is, you know, diabetes type one, which is autoimmune is called juvenile diabetes because little kids get it. Type two diabetes was forever reserved for older people who had basically put foods into their body over decades and decades of time that slowly altered the way their body could process those foods and their bodies and their pancreases basically give up. Now we have little kids that we're seeing type two diabetes, which was reserved for older people. Wow. And it's like, this is just, I mean, it's, it's like one step away from poisoning themselves or, you know, being poisoned. It's, it's honestly just like really, really even sad to think about the fact that kids, kids are dealing with type two diabetes. Kids yeah. yeah. Every, every single day. It's wild. It's wild. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I don't know that I have the solution, but I do think it's important that people like you are giving this story and it's relatable. And, you know, again, I, this wasn't my experience growing up. My experience was I was being forced health quote unquote health food wow. and i was right. rebelling against it and going fuck you i want mcdonald's stop right. giving me health food but i will tell you this when i did as an adult go it's time for me to start taking consideration of my health i knew all the stuff i knew what was healthy wow. I, I knew you know to eat vegetables or eat, eat meals made up of things with one ingredient was going to be a net healthier existence than having a very long list of preservatives and processes. Right. Wait, so what was it exactly that compelled you to make a change? I, uh, I got involved with a girl and I weighed 500 over 500 pounds and I got involved with a girl and I was like kind of in shock that she liked me. And, you know, and I was an actor. And so 
I thought like there were some girls maybe who were interested because I was an actor. Maybe that was interesting to them. But this girl didn't give a shit that I was an actor. She just liked me. And I was like, holy, holy smokes. Like this is what I thought I could never have. And now how do I make this? How do I have a long time with this girl? And, And there were also a bunch of things that she really liked doing that I just couldn't do, like going on a hike or going to the beach or going to a museum and just standing around for hours looking at art. Like I, that's nothing I could do at 500 plus pounds. And so I was like, oh, I have to change to make this work. And that was really what did it for me. But Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. To, to, to this point, when I started going, like, you know, I got to cut fast food out of my life. It was like a no brainer. You know what I mean? It it wasn't something I I had to read in a book. I knew that from childhood, from endlessly being berated about quote unquote health food and, and non-healthy food. So like the fact that you guys grew up that way, I, I, I think that a, a lot more people than I realize are having that experience where they're just growing up. And like, how would you know? It's like, it's almost cultural at that point where, like, you know, if if you grow, I, I try to think about it in these terms sometimes, but like if you grow up in Saudi Arabia as a girl and you have no like real access to the Internet and you just don't know, maybe it's it's like weird to imagine a girl driving. Right. A car, you know what I mean? Like that's girls shouldn't drive cars. I don't believe that. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just saying like if that's how we tend to um, think that the things that we're most familiar with are correct. And so if we're just so familiar with eating at the corner store and somebody comes in and goes like, you know, if you eat this and by the way, I'm sorry, but 
a salad doesn't taste as good as one of those Polish boys. It just doesn't. Like the Polish boy is is fucking loaded with flavor, right? So trying to convince a person to switch to something which is quote unquote healthier, that's a tall order. It is it is so tough. Uh one one thing that I I remember learning is uh that stuck with me is diseases the quote was diseases don't run in families. Poor eating runs in families. Like the 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 way food is prepared, that's what stays in families. I think about my family, uh, where we use the term soul food. A lot of a lot of black families refer to their food as soul food, but it it isn't soul food. It's not food that's gonna make your 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 soul feel good. It may taste good for that moment, but it's not. It's it's not gonna your your arteries. It's clogging your arteries. And our, our grandfather had a heart attack two days ago. And it's, he's and still it, here. He's still here. Okay. He's good. here. But like it's it's all due to the the food. You know, my grandmother, she prepares food the way that her mom prepares. It's like deep fried pork chops and the macaroni and cheese with so much oil and cheese added. Oh, and then when you get the the collard greens, it can't just be collard greens. We're gonna throw some some pig legs in there too. So it's just it's just all like fatty, and then it clogs your your arteries, and then you live like that. I mean, listen, I you're making my mouth salivate to be honest with you because it all <laughs> sounds like, so delicious. I there was a place in L.A. I don't know if it's still there called uh, Maurice's Chat and Shack, and mm-hmm we would go once a year because you'd you'd eat everything was absolutely incredible even the collard greens would have pieces of pork in them and it, they were incredible and you'd eat it and i would be able to eat like four plates of this stuff and then i wouldn't move for another day you know what i mean i'd like i need a day of rest yep that's so 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 real but like you said you ate it once a year imagine eating it every sunday or well, every, yeah. And that's the thing. Day. If you're if, if you're acclimated to eating that way and that's just food, you know what I mean? It's not like the special occasion because I, I still, you know, there is still for me occasionally where I will deviate from my plan. My plan is pretty uh, narrow. Right. What I'm what I eat is is pretty narrow. And then there will be. But but for me, it's a couple times a year. It's not every Saturday. It's right. not once a month. It's literally three or four times a year that it's like, maybe I'll eat some pizza. You know what I mean? Because I really like pizza and I miss pizza. And my kids are like, yeah. convince me this is the night we're having pizza. It's very rare. Right. <laughs> I, I listened to your... Uh to your uh, your blast podcast i mean i'm sorry i can't remember the guy's name but he's the guy from the movie crash yeah mike uh, pena mike pena yeah and uh, you guys were talking about the brown rice and broccoli and chicken diet and how it can get boring after time of just constantly eating the same thing and i i think about it, that as well just with the plant-based diet like it can get boring if you're constantly eating the same thing but one thing that Jeremy and I have found that has been really helpful is one is I'll, I'll also add to this is sauce changes things. Yes. However, right. with sauce, you got to be mindful of what's in the sauce. You were talking right. about that on the podcast as well. Yeah. About the amount of fat and sugar and everything that's in those sauces. So yeah, I they get sneaky is, with those sauces. Oh, they, they're so sneaky. And it's you add so saturated much. fat in there. Yeah. But yeah. one thing that we have found to be helpful is make your own sauce. 
Yeah. You can use tomatoes and garlic and seasonings and everything. Well, another thing to to point out is the fact that we have been blessed to have resources like a, a I think we both have uh, the Ninja or no, yeah. Vitamix. You know, we have Vitamixes, we have air fryers, we have all these cool gadgets to help us cook. So like you think of someone growing up or living in inner city Cleveland right now, they they probably don't have that type of blender. They probably don't have a blender at all. They right. I know for sure most of my friends and family, they don't know how to use a cutting knife. They don't have a cutting board. They don't. So it's like, all right, yeah, you get some veggies. They don't know what how to do cut. with them. Yeah. yeah. They don't know how to cut it. They don't know how to prepare it. They don't know anything. So it's like, all right, you give me a cucumber. Cool. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? So yeah, it's a, it's yeah. A, I mean, you try to eat like a, a box of spinach just out of the box. That's a tall order, man. That's rough, That's dude. <laughs> I can't do it. I got to, I got to steam that at, at best and put some lemon on it or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And or that's super clean or blend it. Yeah. Or something it takes. I will say this. Um, Alon Hall, he's a chef. He's a friend of mine and he's not even, he's not even vegan or plant-based himself, but he, he, he has a, 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 a vegan ramen restaurant. Mm -hmm. And, and I, and I, and when I first heard this, I was like, Alon, what do you, what do you mean you have a vegan ramen? Like the broth to ramen is like pork bones and all this stuff that's cooked for three days. Right. And he's like, no, no, no. And, and when I talked to him about it, it's so fascinating because he actually has far more fun cooking and playing with vegetables because he says you can turn them into anything. Right. There's it, there's a much wider range of stuff you can do with vegetables for him as a professional chef than just like I've got a pork shoulder. What do I do with that? Okay, I raise it or I grill it or whatever. And it's still a pork shoulder, but like he can take beets and make them wonderful and magical. So there's a lot of stuff out there that people can look to specifically with vegetables where it's like you thought. um celery was boring celery is fucking boring dude i don't want to eat celery but then you see alon hall's like poaching it and slicing it in certain ways and the sauce he's poaching it and suddenly it's this delicious thing you know yep a hundred percent that's one thing that i think both of us realized when we went plant-based which you can realize this without going plant-based is that there are hundreds if not thousands of vegetables and fruits out there that you can use to uh, to replace other items yeah. like so so many and then they also taste really really good too yeah the the secret one that i think is gonna change the game which is currently changing the game is i think oyster mushrooms is gonna forever be the one that changes everyone's mindset around um plant-based food because you can do the fried chicken sandwich with the, yeah. with the oyster mushroom and that's yeah. Everyone. You can grill them. You can pan you can fry them. them. Yeah, that's true. Those mushrooms are uh, so robust and, and they have a texture that is going to be familiar to people who are missing. Right. Yeah. And um, the, I mean, even the, the jackfruit, you know, some people like it, some people don't, but you can make the barbecue jackfruit. My wife and I, we use lentils and barbecue sauce. That's it. And we make sloppy joes and it's yeah. so good you would never know i mean you would probably have lentils and barbecue sauce that's it lentils and barbecue sauce a little bit of ketchup and you can add some seasoning if you want and just toss awesome. it on a bun and it's 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 a sloppy joe so it's yeah. just like you know using the foods that you have and 
Yeah, it's 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 definitely getting creative. I think it's talking about this kind of stuff more. I I don't uh, you know, I um, it's one of these things where I I am uh, hesitant to bring up issues where I go like I have no idea what the solution is here, but I am sure kids and parents of kids who are struggling financially, none of them want to be um, unhealthy. None of them want right. to be overweight or dealing with, you know, uh, autoimmune disease. And I just, I think to your point, I think there's not, I think the information is not really getting to them. And especially when we as a country are subsidizing foods in a way where it's like, yeah, people aren't starving to death. Okay. But we have morbidly obese people who are malnourished now. Yeah. This is a, this is also a very big problem. People are dying from this. Wow. That is, that is a, I've, I've never even thought about that. Yeah, like, dude, you, you're getting enough calories, but you're not really getting any of the micronutrients that the body really needs. And so you have people that are truly uh, clinically malnourished and yet obese. And this is something where I, I go like, this doesn't seem possible, but it's happening. But right. like, I hit on your point on uh, subsidies. Like that's a huge component that people don't even, I didn't even know about it until I just watched something on Netflix. Um, the guy who made Adam ruins everything. Um, he just made a new show with Barack Obama as the producer. Pretty interesting. The first ep episode speaks about the obesity rates and the subsidies that these farmers have. Like, you know, the, the, the biggest farmers in America, they have these, you know, special subsidies and it's all just like pushing dairy heavy on people and pushing meat heavy on people. I, I saw something the other day. It was saying that, you know, that the government, I could, I, I hope that this is right, but they were saying that the government came up with the stuffed crust uh, cheese for people. Really? Where the they were just like, we got too much cheese, sell the cheese. <laughs> we want to sell more cheese. Like, because it, it, it's an addiction. Like people are legit addicted to cheese and I get it. So they're like, it's like drugs. It's like, Hey, they're addicted to it. Let's push more at them. So, yeah, yeah, when I, when I put on and, and I'm not really such a conspiracy theorist guy, I'm really not. But when I put on my tinfoil hat and I go like, you're subsidizing this, you're subsidizing this medicines, making a bunch of money. There's more drugs than anywhere else on earth here that are fixing. And every pill you take, you need another pill to counteract side effects to this pill. And then you look at what we're eating and I go like, maybe you could handle the whole thing, but there's no money in it. That's the problem. Yeah, Who makes no money? If we go to like, if everybody, if everybody becomes healthy, the medical industry collapses because they, collapse. they got no more patients. <laughs> I know it's like, it's way too much money in sick people and no money in healthy people. Yeah. It's yeah. like, how, how do we, how do we shift that? One thing that um, Ron Finley said, sorry to cut you off, Jordan, uh, but it just came to my mind. Ron Finley, the gangster gardener, from LA, he, he said, you know, food is the problem for a lot of people, but food is also the solution, right. which I think is such a beautiful story because it's, it's, it's really so simple. It's like, Hey, if we look at a lot of sickness and health issues, it's probably due to the food that we're eating. And then if you look at a lot of people that are living this healthy lifestyle and they're living to certain ages, it's probably due to the food that they're eating. You know, it's, it's really like food is the problem and a solution. So. Yeah. Yeah, I forget what it's called. The there, I think they're 
blue zones or, or, or I'm saying yeah. it wrong, but, but is that right? Right. Yeah. When you look at Tibet, you look at some very Okinawa, Japan, Japan, and there's a Christian area somewhere in America where they like don't eat processed foods at all. I think so Loma Linda is one of those areas. Loma Linda, area. California. Yeah. In the Empire area. Yeah. yeah. They're and, with and they're just very healthy. Like the largest amount of centennials in the, in the world come from these places. And I don't think that, I know some of the places like Loma Linda, they're predominantly plant-based, but there are other areas in like Greece, there's another area in Japan where they eat a Mediterranean diet, Right. Uh, but that's predominantly plant-based though. So it's not like the absence of meat and cheese, it's just a eat more plants, eat more vegetables, eat more fruits. Yeah, and, and I would be willing to bet there isn't much or any processed foods at all right. in there, you know, Pro- bread, food. bread, when you're eating it in that, in those places has three ingredients, wheat, water, and salt. Right. And it's not, right. you know, you look at a loaf of bread and it's got 30 plus ingredients now in, in America. And it's like, you know, they changed the definition legally, I believe, um, during or right before world war ii of what bread was it, it was three ingredients and that, and then because of wonder bread because they were like we need to be able to like have this sit on shelves for a while and so it got the ability and, and then people got were getting sick because it had no nutrients in it so then they had to add wow. a bunch of nutrients so now it's like with what? with all these nutrients right and the ingredient list got longer because they're now pumping the vitamins back into it and like yeah, no, I think um, I think this is a real issue for people who are who are, you know, even even if it's stress, you know, I'm not I'm not an expert in stress. I haven't I haven't had to deal with like really trying to limit my stress. But but I would be willing to bet that a person who's predominantly eating uh, processed foods, if they went on to uh, more of a whole food type diet their stress would probably go down that that would be my assumption i would i would believe so too i mean because they at least research shows there's strong connections between your gut and your brain and if if you have poor gut health i mean i can only imagine that you're probably going to be dealing with things like stress anxiety depression all of all of those things you know so a whole food, a whole, I'm not going to say a whole food plant-based diet. I'm so used to saying that just because I'm always talking about plant-based eating, but I just think a whole food diet period alone will, will lead to better, uh, better mental health. Yeah. But, and dude, you guys are plant-based press plant-based. I love it. I think what you guys are doing is awesome. I, I respect well, the hell out of it. And I hope, you. I really do hope the message gets to little versions of you, you know, like hundred percent. The little version of me, I'm just saying, like, maybe mom cut the kids some slack, you know, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to give him sugar cereal, but stop telling him he's a fat fuck all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That is super interesting with your situation, because like you said, you were being forced to eat like the healthier foods and told that, no, these processed foods is more of a reward, like something also something to probably stay away from. Right. So I wonder for like other people that are in, that grew up like you, what will compel them to make a change? Is it fear? Is it a disease? Is it obesity? Like what what will make you change if you if you have the information already? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I 
Yeah. I mean, it's a good, I think, and that, and then I think it comes down to the individuals, right? Because like, for me, I made a change because I, I, I got a glimpse of a life I could have that didn't seem like was like a fantasy to me. And, and then when it seemed like, Oh, you can have this life, you can have kids. I'm a grandfather now. I never thought that was going to be possible. You know what I mean? Like I just didn't think it was in the cards for me. And so when I, when I saw it, I just clung to it. Right. And it was like, okay, I'm going to do whatever I have to do. The byproduct is I have more energy. I'm, I'm more interested. I'm nicer to myself. I, I don't, my knees don't hurt. My feet don't hurt. As much, they still hurt a little bit, but not as much, right? Um, I've I've found through a lot of hard work that I actually enjoy exercising and it makes me feel better. And lifting weights, I feel better for the rest of the day if I do that. So it's it's very difficult to say what's going to get people to change. But I will say, um, having failed also so many times, I th- I think there's um, there's there's a, a an instinct to want everything to be fast. Right. And maybe this comes from being raised, eating fast food and, and recognizing like the best food I can get is right there. I don't have to work for it. I just have to walk up, hand them a couple bucks and the food's already ready. Um, I just did it strangely. This is such an aside, but I did, um, I do these little food videos on like, here, you can eat something that's similar to something else that you might want. And it's less calories and it's more whole foods and this, And I had to go to a McDonald's because I wanted to take a picture of a quarter pounder. And they now are making that stuff to order. Like I remember as a kid, you walk into McDonald's, there's like a stack of quarter pounders and a stack of Big Macs and they're all ready and they just hand them to you. And and I was like, you guys are cooking this. I can't believe you're cooking this. Um, So that was surprising. Maybe Maybe that's like part of their their marketing has caught up to like people are talking about fresher foods and they're like, yeah, well, we'll cook it when you ask for it. You know, right. well, I, I hope that's the case across the board uh, eventually. Cause I went to a, a burger King in Florida last year and I was like, Hey, I want the impossible burger or whatever. And I watched them take this patty and put it in their microwave. And I was like, actually, I'm good on that. <laughs> I'm going to go down the street to the grocery store and get some watermelon. Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, you know, it like a a single parent who's got a job or two, who's trying to raise kids, who doesn't have time to cook. It's like an overwhelming, you know, uh, an, an overwhelming equation that I have no, like just do X. Right. Because in that situation, I want to give them an easy answer. You know, for me looking for easy answers, for so long to weight loss, it was always like, I can do something radical for a short period of time and not really make any big adjustments to my life. And I think it will be solved. And I'm also sober. And so there was a long period of time where it was like, if I can just be sober for three days, I'll be fine. And that's just not the way it works. It's, it's like a, it's, it requires a lifelong endeavor, a kind of like real rearrangement of the way I'm thinking about this stuff, the way I'm behaving with this stuff. Like I really do respect the hell out of you guys for making big radical changes to your life. Man. <laughs> Thank you. And same to you. Same to you. I mean, yeah. cause like you said, it's not easy. It's a lifestyle change. I mean, I mean, cause you're, you're changing. When you think about it, we all eat 
or I think most people eat three times a day, at least twice uh, and maybe more. So if you're spending that much time eating or even figuring out where you're going to get your food from to make it healthy is a lifestyle change. Yeah, it is. And like we talk about just being conscious, like consciousness is so huge of like being a conscious consumer. Like instead of just like saying, okay, I'm going to eat this today. It's okay. I ate something bad um, for breakfast. Let me make a conscious decision to eat something healthier for lunch, you know, instead of saying, okay, I started off the day wrong. Now let me just plow through it with bad, 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 bad. Oh, it's a cheat day. Then it's a cheat week. Then it's a cheat month. (laughs) You're like, oh, shoot, I put on X, you know, so we're just way more conscious now of like, all right, hey, we know we ate something a little crazy at this meal. So let's eat something you know, a little healthier here and just bring that balance. And we know that people aren't going to go away from fast food. Like you're not going to stop someone from eating something fast because it's just a part of the culture is what we do. What we want to do is just add the value of like, okay, bring some balance to it. You know, make sure that you're don't always go for the fast meal. You might need to actually put some effort into a meal and eat with your family or community because that's where, you know, the love is. And there's, there's love that comes from actually sitting with, people and and enjoying a meal and not eating in the car on the go or something like that. So, you know, just like really bringing back the values and the consciousness to meals is where we're at with it. I mean, that's a great idea and actually makes me think of a good strategy too, where you, you give the people the data, you educate them, and then you don't try to convince them to change their lives on day one, but think about like, how about one meal a week? Try that and then maybe make it two meals a week. Right. And over some period of time, you get more into this habit where you're thinking about it more. And, you know, it really does seem crazy to me that we're in a situation where we have to think about our food, because the last time we were in this situation as human beings, we were starving and we had to think about our food because we had to go out and find it and get it and you know right. what I mean? Like, so it's it's so wild that we find ourselves in this kind of um, reversed but same situation where it's like we need to think about this a little bit more. No, you are you are so spot on. And one one thing that I have realized, uh, at least uh, being out here in, in New York as opposed to being in Cleveland, where there weren't a ton of options, is the the American diet is really the, the terrible diet. Like after going to different Indian restaurants and Thai restaurants and Chinese restaurants and Western uh, African restaurants, all of these places, like most of the food is whole food. Most of the foods are whole foods. Yeah. Uh, not to say that these are the best foods at all, but most of them are whole foods. I'm not, who knows what else they put into them, but I'm sure it's much better than the cheeseburger from McDonald's, right. you know? So some, I guess, uh, some advice that I can, that I would like to give to anyone that's listening is if you are going to eat fast food, a, a safe option is usually some sort of ethnic option from Ethiopian to Thai to, to Chinese to whatever. But the American restaurants, it's usually some sort of processed food. Right. Also Greek food. I love falafel. I love, uh, I love Greek food, period. It's yeah, just, me too. Yeah, I think the 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 Middle Easterns and the Mediterraneans, that whole area where they do all the little dishes, you can get baba ganoush and tabbouleh, all that yeah. stuff is fantastic. It's so good, so much, yeah. so flavorful as well. Yeah, guys, thank you so much. This has been such a fun conversation. I really yeah. appreciate you.
No, yes, you man. This is a blessing. Such a great opportunity. It's great to meet you and wishing you best of luck with the podcast. I know you're going to keep killing it, man. You too. See you guys later. Absolutely. Take care. Michael Pena. Yes, sir. Ethan Sipoli. How has this week been? So this week I lost one pound. Ooh, okay. Um, the, the first week it was like crazy because I was like, I mean, I could definitely tell like I, I, I it might have been a lot of water weight. Yeah. Um, it, it was kind of like four, maybe, maybe more than four. It was crazy. I'm like, but it was, it was more like a week and a half to be honest. Um, uh, since I, you know, I first weighed myself and I'm, but I, I'm like at 197 now. Okay. Um, and, but I could tell that little things are, are, are changing. Um, you know, the, you know, the, my pants are just fitting a little big and I'm like, I'm in between one loop size and the other. Yeah. Um, I'm still having trouble with the cravings though, dude. Like it's especially like, say I go to sleep at midnight, like, 9 or 10 p.m., I'll get really hungry, and I don't know how to curve them. And that's why I think that's why I think I messed up a couple of times because I was like, screw it. I'm like, I just can't go. I couldn't sleep hungry. Yeah. I, um, by the way, I don't want you to sleep hungry. Like, I, I, I just think if you can get protein, if you can avoid fat and carbs at night. And so um, – uh, zero so cereal is bad. Cere- cereal is not the the late night thing, but like you uh, know, and if you did. if you want some carbs, how about like uh, Greek yogurt, zero fat Greek yogurt with whatever uh, you know, low carb. You could do stevia or monk fruit or you know any of that crap, or even oh, chemi- okay. chemically stuff like Splenda. And if that's not enough, add some berries to that. Um. Do you do you mess around at all with casein protein powder? Yeah, I mean, I I I did. Um, you know, Grant Roberts told me about that, like casein. Yeah, that's um, that's good at night. It, it it digests slower, so it's like, um, yeah. You know, so some, sometimes whey can go through you real quick. Yeah, so I I did casein, um, and uh, it was like strawberry, and then I put it like half a cup of strawberries in there, which was really good. Yeah. Um, but it's it's weird because I think that the the thing that I'm going up against is like, I had it for such a long time. I had a sense of feeling full, and that helped me go to sleep. Yeah. And then so I'm I'm just trying to break that cycle of like, you know, feeling full. By the way, I did want to go back just a little bit. So you're not a fan of of uh, are you? Did you say Splenda or Stevia? Uh, either one. I, I don't really care. Like, you know, I, I, I think of all of this stuff as like something to be taken in moderation. So if you're accustomed to drinking a ton of sugary soda every day and, and you then, you know, my, the thing I would, um, encourage people to do is to to switch to water. Right. But if you desperately need that, um, sweetness, I have no, I have no problem with diet sodas, you know, in moderation. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's a couple of things. Like, so I've been crushing the Zevias, right. Which are made with Stevia and it's good. It's not nearly, it's not the same. Um, I've been drinking, I've been drinking some diet Cokes here and there, like not too much, just trying to be, you know, everything in moderation. Uh, right. My energy level did go a little lower this week, which was, um, you know, I don't know why, but the first week, 
my body was like, hell yeah, dude, let's do this. Are we eating protein? Like, let, you know, nonstop. And then regulating, of course, the, the carbs was still having carbs. Sometimes I like this week, I, um, you know, I, I didn't have enough energy and then I had some, you know, some low fat Greek yogurt with some strawberries and stuff. And I got my energy back. Right. Uh, so there's something that I'm not quite doing, but I still want to get into that fat burning space. Well, here, here's the thing. If, if you're down a pound in a week, I, I, I would say that's for sure a pound of fat. That's not water weight. Right. And so, right. and, and, but obviously, you know, you got a you got something coming up. And so you want it to be a little quicker than that. If you're, if you're tracking at all what you're eating in a day, and if the biggest problem is hungry at night, if you yeah. can, if you can like eat a bit, eat a little bit less at dinner and then just have, you could even have another meal as long as it's like really lean protein heavy. Oh, you mean like at 9 p.m., three hours before I go to bed? Yeah, no problem. By the way, you can eat as you're going to bed. I don't care as long as it's oh. not, as long as it's not. Um... Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You know, like if, let's say you imagine... Fat. Right, but also like if you imagine, if you set up your food every day and you're going to go, I'm going to have three meals a day and two snacks, I wouldn't then just add a fourth meal to the end of the night, I would try to pull that meal out of the three meals. So go like, I'm going to eat a little bit less for those three meals. And I'm just going to make myself another fourth meal over here. Got it, dude. Cause what I've been doing is like, what time is it right now? Almost 11 um, AM. I haven't eaten today. And, and I've been doing this, this like kind of fast where like I, I, I basically walked nine holes Right. Uh, right now, sweating like I'm in a, uh, you know, it was so warm, but I, I basically just walked, and that's two hours of nonstop walking. You know what I mean? Yeah. I played. With, I played with one other person, and I'm just there to walk. And I told him I was going to, you know, walk pretty fast, and we did. Um, we took a little bit of a break, but that's ba like I'm not even playing 18 holes. I'm walking nine fast, and that's all I'm doing. Um, that's, that's that incredible exercise. That's incredible exercise. How many steps is that? It's gotta be 20,000 steps. 
No, in a full day here, I'm gonna check right now. In a full day, it's twenty thousand. It's nine thousand. Okay, that's a lot of steps for two hours. You know, that's, yeah. that's like yeah. more than the average person walks all day when they're intentionally trying to get some steps in. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, last week though, dude, I was, I was uh, playing a lot earlier and I was doing about 20,000 steps a day. And I think for me, I think that's the magic number. Um, or like when I get on a, on a, on a treadmill, um, at like five degrees or whatever levels up, um, walking at a 3.5 pace, which is moving, dude, even though you're walking. Yeah. Oh man. After, after 10 minutes, you're like, man, how, you know, you, then I start looking at the, at the clock and you know, 30 minutes is a lot of walking and it, and yeah. I kind of did feel sore. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my, I, as I'm thinking about this and you're not eating in the morning and then you're doing all that work, it it, it is possible too to, over fatigue yourself and undernourish yourself and then when we kind of when our body kind of goes i can't do this i need you got to put something in me we can um do stuff like eat cereal or put too much of other stuff in does does that make sense yeah i mean i think i might have that that's the that's kind of i guess the difference between last week and and this week is i'm like um i've i've been having more cravings at night I've been not eating in the morning. I mean, but also last week I, I did. I, I was just doing protein shakes before I went to golf, and I didn't today. Yeah, I uh, I think you should put that back in because that that might help you later on in the day where your body's not playing catch up or something. You know? Yeah, I see what you're saying. So like yeah, instead of so it's not really gaining like getting uh, breaking down fat for fuel. It's breaking down muscle and and whatever else it is. I, yeah. yeah, I really don't know. How, how, look, look your bo the first thing your body's going to try to look for, for as far as ancillary fuel goes is fat, but, and you're not, you know, walking even, even, um, brisk intentional walking, that's not going to be a, a real zap on your muscles. It's not like long distance running or something like that. Or if you're, if you're walking for all day, you know what I mean? Um, so it doesn't sound like you should be taxing your muscles, but if you're eating way too little and, and then you, first of all, it can affect your sleep. If you're, if you're not eating enough, if you're in too severe a deficit, it's going to fuck up your sleep. That's not good. You don't uh, want that. Yeah. Sleep's super important. And, yeah. and then the other thing that can happen is you wind up at points so overly hungry that it's hard it becomes more difficult to make a good choice which is like if you're if you're just a little hungry you can go like hey i'll have a handful of fruit or something like that but right, if you're right, right. if you're if your body's you know if the hormones are really um inflamed because your body senses that it's starving then yeah you know we can start to make these deci these decisions which lead us astray so i would just say don't skip meals um, and then plan on it. Plan on a fourth late night meal. Just just have it be protein, lean protein heavy. Yeah. Yeah. OK, cool. And then and then I, I think um, while you were talking, I'm like, you remind me of something. I was like, which is kind of interesting this week, like the first week 
like I'm I'm a fast food junkie, dude. Like yeah. my favorite is like going to Taco Bell and then with the mild sauce for flavor and hot sauce for kick. Yeah. Um, you know, dude, and I'm I crush a filet o fish. I know a lot of people are like, Ew, but I'm like filet my mom used to eat filet fishes and I'm like, you know, that's what I like with a with a chicken sandwich uh and a milkshake. That's I'm like delicious. so yeah. I, yeah, so I'm coming from like I might also be going through like a little bit of withdrawals because I'm like, I would eat it almost once a day, dude, all that, you know, there's so many calories and there's so much flavor and weird shit going into all that fast food that I, I, I remember even yesterday I was driving my McDonald's and I was like, dude, just go ahead. Yeah. And I, I really had to battle that. So I'm like, I might be going through crazy withdrawals because one thing is a break like your body thinks okay we're taking a break no big deal we'll get back to it next week yeah and then now now it's like i it, a couple of times i'm like dude just stop i'm like whoa what's going on here no well there yeah and there's a, there's definitely a number of factors there one is it's such a dense source of energy so like your body your body and you are not on the same page. Your body wants to store fat because, you know, picture your, your your bank account. Would you rather have more money in there or less money in there? Your, your body thinks of this fat as a storage account of energy. It's got like every function that your body does, even shit you're not thinking about, breathing, sleeping, beating your heart, it all requires energy. So this fat is just sitting there and your body feels more comfortable as it's storing fat because it knows right. you're, you're, you know, you're at no risk of dying. So you're fucking tricking your body. And if your body's been habitually accustomed to this really quick, easy, um, dose of energy that's got all the, the bells and whistles for all of our dopamine and all of our reward sensations when we're eating, right? Flavor. Yeah. Um, and fat is a really good carrier of flavor. And then the carbs fill up our muscles and then the excess gets stored as fat. So there, there's going to be a lot that you're, that you're actually having to take over the kind of, um, autonomic uh uh functions of your body and go right. like hey i i i recognize what you want i want something different right now it, it, it is it is tricky though because for most of this stuff we're meant to listen to our body right we're hungry we yeah. eat you know yeah um we hold our breath for too long our body tells us you need to breathe right there's all of yeah. that stuff yeah. which is like it's just trying to keep us alive um in this instance we got to kind of game our bodies a little bit. Yeah, I do. That makes so much sense because that's why my body likes the feeling of being full. Yeah. Right. Because it wants to overeat a little bit. And when I eat and I'm, and I'm not hungry anymore, it's really hard to stop eating, man. I'm like, you know, I, I'm just so used to the, um, you know, feeling full. And then, you know, I remember going to, to last year to McDonald's and getting, you know, getting what I got and and then pulling over in the parking lot and, you know, just listening to music. And, and you're right. Dopamine and all those other hormones kick in. And it's it's like you accomplished something or you deserved it or it was a reward, yeah. you know, for for being fat. And um, 
Uh, and yeah, so I guess it was, it's more psychological what I'm going through right now than it is. But I'm keeping my discipline in and, and I just I guess it's good that I told you. Yeah. Um, and I was able to share these things because I think it's just more of a psychological trick. And uh, yeah, 100 percent psychological myself. Yes. And 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 these things, I think we're better um, suited to deal with because the psychological component will be compounded by however hungry we are. So if we are legitimately in need of energy, if the body is already tapping into our fat stores and we've waited too long to put new fuel into the body, then it it makes it very hard to make um, decisions that go against what the bodies, what our bodies are telling us. It's really um, a tricky thing on top of all of those you know, reward bells and whistles of like, you know, that we used to get by like running through a forest with a, with a, a rock in our hand, chasing down something. Right. And, and then when we ate that fat, we got all these sensations of rewards. Now it's just as easy as going to a drive through, but we, our body's still going like, ah, I remember, you know, however we evolved over millions of years that we yeah. we designed a sensation to say you're eating the right thing so I can store it as fat. Right. Right. And that's yeah. And by the way, when we were, you know, when we were hunting, we were walking a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We were yeah. we were really so that, using our bodies. Um so that makes sense, man. So dude, I got one more question. So next week, um, you know, I'm going to Lake Tahoe for a, a golf tournament and I normally try to stay away from anything, any sugar. Yeah. Um, because what happens is that like, there's a lot of adrenaline, especially for like, I'm not a professional golfer. I do this thing in front of, you know, there's, it, it feels like millions of people, but I know it's hundreds and thousands, maybe a thousand, I don't know, whatever it is. Um, and you know, the adrenaline does kick up Sure. and just standing, uh, I've, you know, with my whoop, I'm like, I've, 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 I've clocked it at like 125. Because your adrenaline is going. Yeah. Right. What? And then if I'm like slightly dehydrated, or if I drink like a Gatorade and the sugar comes right into me, then you know that adrenaline quickly turns into sh- the body shaking a little bit. Like, what do you suggest for somebody that's on, um, you know, doing any kind of pressure situation? Um, you know, it could happen to like a stockbroker. It could happen to like you know somebody with a big meeting and stuff, and they don't. And they need that fuel. Like, what would you fuel it with? I would. I, I like um, liquid IV is really good. Uh, it, it's got some carbs, but nowhere near what like a, a regular bottle of Gatorade would have. But it does have some carbs. And then I would also take um, uh, magnesium. Uh, magnesium is really, really good. And and even if you could do calcium and magnesium, it's really really good for the nervous system. So it kind of like chills out. It, it kind of hits you at two angles. You get the um, the electrolytes and and a little bit of sugar, and and then on top of that, you got those other minerals which are which will help with the nervous system. That's what that's what I would do. Okay, cool. So I got in front of me. Just so you know, I got a. a calcium magnesium one is uh, a thousand milligrams of calcium 500 milligrams of of magnesium uh cardiovascular health digestive health okay great so i can i can have this 
And what, like it says, you know, have two, two times a day. Yeah. That's fine. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. One in the morning and maybe one at night. Yeah. And, and, um, do you have liquid IV? If you don't have liquid IV, I don't IV, even know what that is. It's, it's, um, it's an electrolyte mix that's like, if you've ever seen like there, um, the other, I like also, uh, emergency makes a good electrolyte mix, but it's got, I don't think the emergency one has any sugar in it. And I think a little bit of sugar can help you, especially if you're in the middle of doing something active. Um, yeah, that's what I do need because it, if I, if I, if my blood sugar goes down, I need, I guess I need help, you know, restoring a little bit of energy when I like, when I sweat and work out because I'm like, I, and I'm sure that a lot of people feel that way is like, for, you know, when I have to work out, I'm like, it's great. You feel great. You feel the endorphins, blah, blah, blah. But then I get so tired. Yeah. So I'm not doing, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing something correctly while I'm doing it or, or post. Yeah. I, 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 I listen, if, if, I, I personally, when I feel that way in the gym, I drink straight up Gatorade and it's the only time I uh. ever have, um, sugar like that where I, I then don't feel, um, physically bad afterwards. If I was to drink a Gatorade right before I went to bed, I, I would wake up and feel hungover. But in the gym, right. I drink it. If that's too much sugar for you, then this stuff. And you could find it like on Amazon, liquid IV. It's it's an electrolyte. It's a powdered mix, and you just pour it in water, and it's got some carbohydrates, but n not as much. You know, like a bottle of Gatorade could have like fifty grams of carbs in it. That's a lot. Um, yeah. And this stuff, I think, might have fifteen to twenty for what you're supposed to pour into like a sixteen ounce water. I believe I might be off. But I know it's got less carbs than Gatorade. Okay, cool, man. I'll do that then, brother. Yeah, check that out. Amazing. Um, have fun in Tahoe, and I will check in with you in a week. Yeah, dude. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, I drop more than one pound. I hope so. And and don't feel bad about eating late at night. Just you know, I I think uh, cereal is maybe not the thing to eat. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that sounds good, brother. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee. You can follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely.